This podcast is brought to you by The Business Habitat, a 12-month development program for expert business leaders looking to escape the hands of the wheel and grow their businesses to scale. So here's the question. In our expert professional services businesses, where the rules were written last century and the world keeps changing around us, how do we as experts who have spent years, sometimes decades, getting our technical skills to the ultimate level, the proportionally little time learning the ones required to grow our businesses based on our own terms, rewrite these rules for ourselves? I'm Sam Dean, and this podcast, Business Habitat, explores the answers to these questions. Okay, well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host. Super excited to have Abana Jane here with us from a business called Terran Industries. Now, Avana is what I would call the expert um, of the future. I think that um, what she does, which we will drill down to in the podcast, is one of the expertise that we see will be going forward, I think, into the into the future. And that is the expertise of, you know, she's a real specialist in what we call circular economy, which I'm actually going to get her to explain to you what that is. So first of all, welcome, Ivana Jane. We'll get down to what you actually do. And yeah, tell us a bit of a story of what you do and why it's important. Thank you, Sam. It's great to be here. So we're focused on circular economy, which is in basic terms, reducing the environmental footprint. So Mm -hmm. we work with businesses to reduce emissions and keep items in use, essentially. So Mm -hmm. circular economy is loosely based on the idea of endless recycling. Every item can and should have a second life. It's just a random random object on your desk, like a, a mug for example, um, once the handle snaps off, uses a pen holder or plant something in it. There's always something that can be turned into something else. There's no reason, no reasons for landfills to exist anymore. Too, and I think that this is obviously one of the most important expertise going forward. And as someone who comes from a very traditional, more expert background with stuff like, I've got a tax accounting background, um, obviously I'm being the tax accountant for 15 or so years, but it's one, an expertise where the government actually legislates that you need to do it. And when I first met Ivan, I thought this is probably one of those expertise that should be legislated that maybe this is how we could start making a little bit of impact, you know, through businesses to actually do this. And I think it's a surprising expertise as well in that we don't hear a lot about it. And I feel that Maybe we should rumble a little bit on how we can get this a little, you know, as experts, most of the people listening to this podcast, um, experts in some ways, um, certainly have a lot of network and a lot of community and how that we can start influencing, particularly as we're in businesses who traditionally, I don't think, consider themselves environmental warriors or anything like that, because we don't have documented emissions or anything there. But I think it's that we can make an impact. And Um, Talk to us about that, how individuals can make an impact and how even officers or, um, you know, people who are using computers and and everything like that can maybe make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. And the the first step is always just, like, even if it's just one step at a time, Mm -hmm. it's like climbing a ladder. 
Um, no one expects you to go to the top in one jump. Yeah. It's just taking that next step and doing one one sustainable action at a time. Even if it's just replacing a plastic product with a sustainable alternative or just finding and finding a new home for excess materials. Um, yeah. One thing we do with recycling, instead of calling it recycling, we do excess materials exchange, which is essentially when you produce offcuts or something or just a... Uh, something is, I suppose, an, an excess product of your normal manufacturing process or your normal business operations. Instead of having that recycled and going into raw materials again, you can find someone else who can use that product for their own business. Oh, cool. So, I mean, is that a bit like some of the printer cartridges? Is that a, you know, that they refill them and get them back? Or is that more like to think of a couple of examples like my glasses so i always donate them back to the automatrist and then they go and get another use for them usually in you know a poorer country or whatever so then there's more than one use as it goes on yeah yeah absolutely and everything can be reused you just find the right spot for it Mm -hmm. and that's essentially what we do is we work with businesses we have a look at their operations and their manufacturing process um and see what waste they produce and even it, we, we, don't, we don't even like to look at it as waste. Yeah. We like to look at it as, re, as recovered resources. Yeah. So that resource can be used in another business's process or in another company's. They, they, they can use it as raw materials. Cool. And I think, too, I mean, do you know the statistics to, you know, business waste to, sorry, resources to household? You know, from a, from a point that like everyone we listen to might not have a business that can do that, but they might also, they might have a household that can do that and what they could think about in there. Yeah, so in in the domestic sector, there's still a lot of waste produced. I mean, Mm -hmm. what a lot of, I suppose, a lot of the everyday person doesn't realise is that everything they throw out does have an environmental impact. Yeah. Uh, Especially when it comes to food waste. I mean, some people do composting at home, and that is brilliant. That is 100% hats off to those people. That's definitely in the right direction. Um, unfortunately, the food waste in both domestic and business is the highest causing of emissions in landfill. Oh. So there's, <laughs> there's lots of room there for great technology to come in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, food waste. It's such an interesting thing because, you know, you, you watch it and we're very conscious here on how much we eat. But I'm fortunate that I live in on acreage, so we, we compost or um, we know the value of also just throwing the food waste out and, and, and spreading it around. Not so the native animals can eat it, but and then it really helps with it with our environment. So it's super tough for other people, I guess, to do that. But there's lots of ways that we can do it. I think one of the ways you impacted me when I first met Ivana was on a network event and she started educating myself personally in the clothes that I was wearing. Like, I think that I think for me, what I took around from that, which I think we'd like to talk about is, what did you call it? Greenwashing? Greenwashing, yes. Yes. So it's essentially when yeah. when, when businesses try and do something good to hide the fact they're doing something bad. Uh-huh. So there's, example, a clothing some clothing companies out there that will offer solutions of return your clothes to us so we can recycle or reuse them. Um, there's... There's a few that do offer that service, but at the same time, how their clothes are produced is essentially overseas slave labor. 
So it, it's that something good to promote to hide they're doing something bad. And there's a lot of that going on in there across every industry, especially the yeah. anything in manufacturing as well, anything like in Australia we're living quite comfortably and there's not a lot, a lot of local production involved. A lot of our clothes and other items are made cheaply in China and Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And the living wages and conditions over there are far from ideal for anyone calling themselves a human. Yes, and I think that's a big one. And I think I've been reading about this and I think it would be great for everyone to explore, being very conscious of, so, you know, I buy my clothes, I'm going to talk to talk about them H&M. And I thought that I was doing a good thing because then they would recycle back. And then I found out about the greenwashing incident. But then I also found out, which isn't H&M's fault entirely, is polyester, like which makes up a lot of the clothes I'm, if everyone knows me, I don't like ironing or any kind of domestic work. So polyester is a great product for me, particularly when I'm traveling, that I can just shove my dresses in a bag and whatever, and, you know, they just come out. And it wasn't until you told me, so I'm sorry, this woman has ruined polyester for me. <laughs> so now I have to iron. Sorry. <laughs> now I have to iron because, you know, that's a good thing for the environment. Please don't tell me ironing's off the list too. Um, but actually, no, tell me ironing's off the list and I can just wear crushed clothes now. That would be cool. Well, you, well, that depends on your power source and iron does have to be plugged in. So it depends if you're using renewable power or not. No, I'm not. Oh, yes, I am. Sorry, we got solar. So, oh, damn it. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Almost got out of ironing my clothes. But, um, but it's true. I didn't realise that when we wash polyester clothes, uh, plastics get put out into the environment yeah so anything made of plastic especially when the the example of polyester Mm -hmm. clothing you put it in the washing machine it produces what we call microplastics Mm -hmm. and that's tiny 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 particles of plastics that then get washed down into the waterways with the rest of the machine water and that ends up in our oceans and choking our wildlife yeah and it is absolutely horrible you there's been massive recorded wildlife deaths on the scale and every that's Ivana's cat. Yes. She's she, very unamused by the whole environment. Yes. Well, well, meet, meet my cat. He uh, thinks it's dinner time and it's not. So, <laughs> so, yes, the plastics get washed into the waterways and into animals. And especially uh, a little known example, it goes out into the oceans and the fish just end up eating it along with everything else. And this is fish that ends up on our dinner plate. So you are eating microplastics by having ocean-caught fish. Okay, so there goes polyesters and fish. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true. So I think, too, I mean, what, what brought me home was and what, what's coming home to me right now is it's the small things that we can do. You know, we talk about a lot in, this, in our programs how you actually develop change. It's the small, consistent things that you do every day. And I think for us as experts to be mindful about where we, we know most of it, everyone listening, are extremely, we're extremely privileged. So we can buy off and be very conscious and intelligent about who we're buying off. So actually research and say, okay, well, who's this company? Where's it from? And what's it buying? So then we're actually paying and it's going to be more expensive, but that's okay too, because it's not going to be releasing. And frankly, all of that stuff lasts longer anyhow. Like I I wear a lot of clothes that I've had for 10 or 15 years that um, are made straight out of cotton and uh, cotton is you've got to be very careful make sure that it's organic and another amazing material that i've been introduced to recently which did get the Ivana tick, is bamboo 
and just how beautiful that is on your skin and some of the companies making that that I've researched on. I now have got bamboo sheets and I researched the company and make sure that they were Australian and that they only put Australian people and the bamboo has actually changed my life like the the sheets are amazing and so there are options out there that actually make you feel better as well and frankly anything is better than wearing polyester is not that great to wear so if we can just be conscious about this and look for better uses of things too yeah absolutely it's all all about just taking that, that one step at the time and bamboo is an extraordinary material yeah um it's so it regrows so fast so it's completely sustainable um and it, it even especially in clothing it feels great on your skin mm. and that's really the most important thing so i mean i'm just waiting i haven't been able to find a lot of corporate wear in bamboo but i think that maybe that's the next thing i know that there's a lot of sleepwear and a lot of sheets and you know maybe that 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 can keep coming out i think if we're all just a little bit more conscious and what i loved about what you said what you're saying is just one step at a time i don't think we need to be you know take on the guilt of the whole world on this either and really go for it but mindful steps all the time and doing things like ironing your clothes as opposed to buying clothes that don't crush i think that most clothes that don't crush do have a um, environmental impact on them believe you me i've tried to find other ones there is none and <laughs> things like that and i suppose it depends what's important so for us and i just want to do a quick story on recycling this is a, a crossover of, of my podcast episodes avana's will drop before adil's does but in January, Adil Amasi is going to be on and he's a, one of the, well, he is the world's leading copywriter, by the way. And he did a, in that particular episode, he will do a, um, a copywriting, you know, how we can actually sell the Woolworths and mushy plastic things that are basically clogged up and Woolworths has got significant trouble over and how we can recycle things like that and the thought process behind that. And that was just something silly that I gave him to do. And what I took away from that episode was how actually easy it is. And there are things that we could possibly be doing if we start really thinking outside the box on some of this stuff and thinking, okay, what's the impact I'm making today with the choices that I'm going to buy and how can I make it slightly better for the environment? So I think, as I said right at the beginning of the podcast, I think your expertise is probably one that we will see a lot more of. So what fascinates me with your business and the, what you do in in Terran Industries, I think you're done what a lot of experts do. So you have a real expertise, but you do then have packages that you can go in in, in different styles, sort of different levels, is it, that you can then advise. Can you tell us what your process is around that and, and how you actually do that? Yeah, sure. So our business is set up to help your business reduce your environmental footprint. And we understand that every business is unique. No two businesses are the same. So we go in, we have a look at your operations. We have a look at the services you're using. We look at your supply chain and we have, we basically see it's like, okay, what can be enhanced by a sustainable solution? Mm -hmm. Whether it's swapping a plastic product for a more sustainable alternative or in, into waste streams. Um, if you produce, for example, a lot of food waste, like a cafe or anyone in the hospitality sector, we'll get you set up with a local food waste recycler, and that will get turned into fertilizer for agriculture. So it's promoting that circular economy. Yep. We can also look into the emissions produced by your supply chain. And there's so many amazing software solutions out there for tracking and managing supply chain emissions. So we can get you set up with those services. And it's 
we, we do have different packages available. So if you're a small business, we can just get you set up with the new solutions um, and you can take it from there. It's very simple to do. And if you want ongoing support, we've got packages to become your freelance supply chain manager. So you don't have to worry about your environmental footprint. We'll take care of the whole thing. So it's kind of like for the, well, I think every single business needs to be, I mean, for me, small businesses will change the world. Like that's one thing to the, you know, I work with small business, particularly expert businesses, leaders. And I think if we can get them healthy and not burn out and building businesses, this then links into that. So then they can start either being conscious themselves, but then getting their clients and their influence across the networks because most experts have business clients all through the world. Then that small step of business, because I think the, the big thing is that the government's not doing what we need them to do. Would you agree with that? Our government's take on climate change is to pretend it doesn't exist, unfortunately. So if we're going to actually continue to live in a green future and actually have humanity survive into the next decade, we need industry to step up. We yeah. need to take that next step. And we understand that not everyone knows how to straight away. And that's where we can come in. That's where we can help you. So we don't expect you to know everything. No one knows everything. It's as simple as that. We have a huge database of our own solutions available that we can help you get set up with straight away. Yeah. So, and what I heard then is you can do supply chain. So even if you're not an, a manufacturer or you don't have gray stuff coming out of your chimney, you can actually check if, you know, for my business, for instance, because I mean, we don't, I think have a big imp impact, but the people who we would use do. So you could say, I mean, looking at a Lenovo computer, sorry to throw them at the buck, but that's the only brand I can see in my vision at the moment. You would be able to then say, well, their emissions are this, but these emissions might be better, blah, blah, blah. And we can get environmental. And I suppose the business case to that is then if you are environmentally conscious, you want to be attracting clients who are environmentally conscious and they would be attracted to businesses that are environmentally conscious, if we can keep that going as business cases, it's, this is not a feel good thing. This is, do you actually want to breathe air? Like it's, it's that important at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. There's so much that anyone can do and it really is We're we're in survival mode now. And realistically, we have nine years to reverse the impact on climate change. It's that short. Um, the government's 2050 targets are excuses for not doing 2030. Uh, 2030 was the original target, and that's what it should be. That's what it was agreed upon in 2015. So that's what we need to do. So we have nine years to reverse the action on climate change, and businesses can help take that next step. Your consumers want you to help them live sustainably. That's a proven study. 88% of consumers want businesses to help them live sustainably. And that was done by Forbes magazine. You can look that up. And I think that's an important stat. Like, I think people will pay the additional money that it takes to be environmental. And let's, let's not debate about that. But it, it does cost more. But that's, that's so fine because you shouldn't just value money. You should, there's a whole lot of it on the value chain here. And, and money is certainly not, you know, it's one of the things. But it, it's, you know, who cares about money if we don't have an environment to live in? And I think too, I think it's really important to do. And then as the more privileged com countries, we can then help that by supporting the Bangladeshis and um, China and everybody else. Maybe not China, I'm not really going to go down that lane. But 
and and help that by only buying. There's a whole lot of people there. I know a couple of companies in Australia, um, Denim Co. and a few others who do. And I'll put the link. I don't think I just got that name right, but I'll put the put the link up in the notes. Who do have factories in these places, and they've got women and all of their children in schools, and it's very documented and. You can see see the good that they're doing. Of course, their clothes are really expensive. They use organic, all of that. But you know what? I've had a set of their jeans now for three or four years and, and you wouldn't even know them. They're still not off the shelf and I do actually wear them. So I think it's really important to do this, and, you know, going from, and it's probably our job to do it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And what we like to say is buy well, buy once. Yes, you might spend a tiny bit more in the beginning, but that item that you buy now will last 10, 50, even 100 times longer than one you pay much less for today. Yeah. And the economy is, it does actually play a big deal in it because a lot of people assume that green products are more expensive. And it's frankly not true. And yes, that like I mentioned just before, there's that one that will pay like slightly more for a huge return. That anything in the area of single-use item replacement, yes, we don't want to use single-use items every day, but there are some things, for example, everyday items like toilet paper that comes in plastic. There is another, plenty of other companies out there that they're made from either recycled paper or bamboo or another fast-growing plant material. And that's much better than cutting down brand new trees just for that extra layer of softness and thickness. And there's there's come in wrapped paper, so there's zero plastic. And that's an example of just that one small step you can take. That's that first rung of the ladder of just finding one extra thing to do good that day. Okay. So I think the, the real message here is start small do your research and you know most of us listening we're pretty bloody good at research just google it like if you google people being naughty about the environment a whole lot of companies come up like it's not very hard to it's actually not very hard to research through but they're for businesses who want efficiency it's obviously get somebody like terrain industries in to really shortcut that for you and to really think and then you know the business case on that is make sure everyone knows and then they'll see you doing it Yes, you might get clients, that's nice touch, but they'll see you doing it and then they go, okay, and then the next step and then the next step. And, you know, we can only lead this by doing it, I'm guessing. Absolutely. It is it is that one small step at a time. And yes, you, you will get more customers from it. Um, and that will help your bottom line. And in the end of the day, that is what business is all about. So there's no reason you can't be economically sustainable and environmentally sustainable at the same time. Moving forward, they 100% work hand in hand. Yeah, and I think it's it's the key. And it's really, I think there needs to be a number of KPIs. Um, I, I love a good measurement. If you can't measure it, it doesn't exist type person. And I think that this is can be measured and, and should be. And it should be part of the values. Like anyone who has values of care, community, all of these values that you see in most value statements, this is it, people. <laughs> like, seriously. This is all about community. We all need it to live in. And I think I'm excited to see and, and watch the process of this new expertise, you know, really shine coming forward, particularly with such people like you who are really quite good at, at educating it for it as well. So we always end up with a couple of tips and I think you've probably nailed it already, but can we repeat them one more time? So definitely the small steps. 
Yeah, small steps is the big one. Um, common everyday household items. Um, your toothbrush, that's full of plastic. There's people who make bamboo ones. So yeah. you can just re just replace that. And when that when you've finished using that one, just bury it in your garden. So it's I hope bamboo doesn't grow because it really is not good in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the bamboo toothbrush I use is fine. That won't grow into any bamboo. So. <laughs> Sneaky stuff. No, that, that that's the hemp clothing that might do that. But that that that's actually... that would be fun. <laughs> well, it's actually a very very good material. It's yeah. very similar to bamboo in how renewable it grows, and there's amazing products that come can come out of it. Yep. Cool. Um, but actually, that actually just reminded me of something else. There's items out there, mostly in the stationery sector, like pencils or business cards. Um, or greeting cards. Sorry, when you receive them, like there's companies out there that have plant seeds and planted in them so after you've received your greeting card just plant it in the ground and you've got a new gift so there's pl new plant out of a card one thing i just thought of which should be a tip is can you just tell us about your business card i think that's smart environmental yeah so uh, our business cards yes business cards are in a manner of speaking single-use items 90% of business cards will end up just lost or forgotten. Uh -huh. So we have this amazing, amazing business card. It's literally just one single card. And what you do is you just tap it on a phone and that person immediately has all your contact details. There's no app required. All the software is in the card and it's built off sensors that are already built into everyday phones. Yeah. So every modern phone will have this option, like with this software already in there. And if it doesn't, the cards have a QR code on the back. So that's just for those slightly older phones. And everyone uses QR codes these days. Yeah. So it, it's right there. You just tap it on the phone, screen pops up, and you just hit save contact. And you can put so much more than just your name and phone number in there. It, you can, like, for what we do from our end is we log into a dashboard and we can just update as many details as we like. We can write a blurb about the company. We can put a link in there. We can put links to all our social media accounts in there. Um, I, the other day I put a few extra links in and now you can, it, it's my, a, a link to booking in my calendar. So oh, it's, wow. it's incredible the, the technology that's out there that can replace single use items. And business cards are a great example of that. Well, I think everybody here, most people listening to this podcast will have a business card. I know that I'm absolutely hopeless with them, with good reason, because they're single-use items. But um, now we're, we're looking into that and changing that. And I didn't realise you could get so much information into it. I think that that, for everybody, is, a, is an amazing tip. And then just thinking outside the box, even on something that's so basic. And I think, too, not only is it saving the environment, it's actually helping you, because how many business cards do you get and you know put in your pocket or whatever or how many people get your business card without that additional information of links and actions and whatever that is and that booking of the calendar like that's actually an efficiency piece as well as an environmental side 100 percent. there you go so thank you so much for being on with us and to everybody else be brave and continue the conversation thank you very much Thank you so much for your time today. We work super hard on bridging the gap between our expertise and our CEO skills to create more money and time in your everyday to create change. If this sounds like something that you would like to have a further conversation with, jump on blueprinthq.com.au 
and book a free consultation so we can continue the conversation. As always, be brave.